much fun. We thought, what the hell? We'll do it again. We're in Viroqua. This time we are live. We are down at the Norwegian Hollow. You can find us. Uh, I have no idea where. We're at the bottom of the hill. First time I came out here, I swore to God banjos were playing and people were chasing me from behind. So I felt like Ned Beatty on a bad Friday night. But nevertheless, that's where we're at. So come on by and say hi if you're out here in the Viroqua area. Uh, in the meantime, the Green Bay Packers are in London and they're uh, they're working out today. I don't even know exactly the time it is that they're going to sleep, but they're going to sleep for a short period of time. And then they are now, I take it back, they were going to land, go to the hotel, drop their stuff off, uh, and then head right to the practice facility. And they were going to practice today until basically they're damn near dropped. Then to bed. Uh, so it is eight hours ahead. So what are we thinking? What, four o'clock over there right now, Ben? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, four, not a good math guy, but I can look it up. Uh, all you got to do is look at the clock. You got a clock in front of you, don't you? Yeah. So eight hours, something like that. That would be four o'clock. So, um, or no, six o'clock. Six o'clock. Be six o'clock over there. Bill, it's 4.03 currently. Four oh three. Six hours. Six hours. Uh, it's six hours time. Why did it? Why does it take eight hours to fly there? Because I don't. Oh, I. This is a, a big galaxy brain question. I don't know. <laughs> That's a terrific question. I do know you can't fly straight. You fly with the curvature of the Earth, so you do more okay. of a of a round path to get there. If you're looking at a flat map, because okay. the Earth is round. Uh, well, we'll smoke them if you got them. Then okay, all right. Oh, okay, I'm I'm following you, man. I'm I'm right there with you. So I get it. Regardless of the Green Bay Packers, uh, they're uh, they are in London and they're going to work out. And uh, coming up here a little bit later on this afternoon, our time uh, that evening, their time, they hit the hay, and then after that, uh, they wake up tomorrow to what would be over there a semi-normal day, and then get themselves reacclimated and get ready for Sunday's game. So there you go. That's uh, the Packers and the Giants coming up this weekend. How was your night last night, Ben? How was uh, Kenny and Heilprint? Oh, it was good. Zach was still out. We were live with former Wisconsin tight end Jacob Pedersen. A lot of good chatter. Uh, He was in the Wisconsin program when Bielema left, so a lot of good context with what the team could be facing. Podcast is up now. We did trivia last night, as I always do on Thursdays. Just got smacked in the face. I know nothing. My my knowledge isn't functional. Like, when they ask questions, everyone knows. Like, I couldn't find what Oedipus was. The answer was Oedipus. I just couldn't place it. So, uh, but I don't know. I'm fired up today, Bill. Uh, the Phillies play later, and I'm on edge. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, going to say today the baseball postseason gets underway as the Brewers sit at home licking their wounds from the 2022 season. Uh, we're going to talk some uh, point spreads today. That's going to be coming up a little bit later on. Our buddy from Matt Mitchell from the Action Network going to be joining us. Cassidy Hill is going to be here to talk more Packers. So is Mike Clemens today. We've got a lot uh, of sound, if you will, from uh, from the coaches and such and some of the players uh, ahead of this game, this contest coming up. Um, I, now, I, I got to go back. I was listening to uh, you guys talk before, Ebo and, and Rowdy, you guys, and you had a caller, and I cannot – fathom for the life of me that I, I caught the tail end of this but if am i correct in assuming that the caller was stating that jim leonard because of his adversity it would be the best head coach and then he said they should take a look at quintez cephas because cephas's dad was shot in the head and he had to overcome that adversity am i am i did i hear that correctly that wasn't the the general point was 
the team has talked about how much adversity they're facing, uh, the players, that is, with Paul Christ getting fired. And his point was, if there's anybody to guide them through that and get them to realize what adversity is, I guess, is Jim Leonard, who's gone through a lot in his career, overcome a lot to have a lot of success. And then he was saying in terms of people that could speak to the team and talk about adversity, Cephas would be one. So just the general, how do you move past the Christ era uh, and into Leonard, and how do they really go play football on Saturday after what's gone on? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I I was not following that, and I thought that's, you know, that, okay, now I completely understand it and and appreciate that. So I I had to get that clear because I didn't think I was hearing it right, and I wanted to make sure that I was, 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 before I kind of, you know, dropped any conversation regarding that, I was kind of like, okay, wait a minute, i got to make sure I get this correct. Um, When it comes to adversity, the – it's not necessarily about at this point in time overcoming adversity because if you focus on the adversity it can drag you down what you have to do is get better you have to coach better you have to figure out ways to get from point a to point b better you you manage your time better you focus on your task at hand better you that all of that stuff because if you're sitting around in a locker room right now going oh man paul christ i i, I can't believe this i you know that then you're you're already beat you're already beat. You know, it's it's nothing is going to help you at this point. So what you need to do as a head coach is you say, look, what's done is done. We will have time to reflect on that after the season or on a day that's an off day or when you're away from the facility with your friends. But right now, our task at hand is to get ready for, for Northwestern, to get better. You know, part of the reason we are in this particular situation is because we haven't performed up to our par what we think we should be and to me that's that's where it starts i mean you know jim leonard i you know i granted i give him a lot of credit for everything he's overcome absolutely but in the grandest of schemes I, you know no you 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 got to move you got to get better you got to you got to figure out ways to be more efficient you know and and all the things that have been preached to you you got to get better at so i i while i understand where the ha- the head is the thought is the uh, the coaching aspect of this has to come into play more so than anything, in my opinion. I mean, you can rah rah rally the troops and get guys you know fired up to run out of the tunnel, but once the game starts, it comes down to X's and O's, execution, and and more so anything than anything, it comes down to Tuesday through Thursday and Friday walkthrough than it does on game day. Everything you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is indicative of what you're going to be on Saturday. That 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 in football, that's the way it always has been, and that's the way it always will be. How prepared you are for the task at hand, and how capable you are to overcome the task at hand. That's it. So I get the adversity thing, but I had to get the uh, the clarification on all that because I was thinking, wait a minute, that's a little bit off the beaten path. So anyway, um, Corey says, uh, Bill, my biggest thought on the Packers game is to stay injury-free. There has been serious injuries on this trip in the past. Uh, Give me your thoughts. Uh, I tell you what, I completely agree with you. We were talking about this earlier this morning. When you start to look at this team and you think, okay, where are the good news is that Adrian Amos was back. You saw uh, Jair Alexander, who was back. You saw guys back at practice. That's terrific because then you put your secondary back together. You're waiting to find out about those guys, so to speak. Um, but you've got a guy like um, 
Tyrod Taylor, who uh, the Giants, they have ruled him out. Wide receiver Wandell Robinson. Uh, wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Linebacker Aziz Ojolari. Uh, uh, Cord- uh, Cordell, uh, Cordell Flott. Uh, the defensive lineman Mondo. They're all out. The Giants will not need to declare any additional inactives on Sunday morning because these guys are all out. That So you, whatever's there is there. So you know Daniel Jones is going to be your quarterback, and he's going to get to, because he looks at least right now like he's ready to go. So he's going to be the guy to go, and if he can't do it or he's hampered, then uh, you're, you're, you know, you're... <laughs> You're probably going to have things much, much easier than ever anticipated. In the meantime, on the Packers' side of things, as we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, well, uh, earlier today out here, and I shouldn't say earlier on the air because I'm misleading you for those that listen to the program, but uh, the fact that the Packers' injury report, uh, good news, uh, Jerry Alexander back at full participation. He's good to go. Uh, You've got uh, Adrian Amos. He's listed as questionable. Didn't practice on Wednesday, back yesterday and and today. Um, David Bakhtiari, as we kind of figured, when you fly, if you have an injury, you, you kind of take a little time away. You'd like to stay in the ice tub. So that's probably what he's doing. Didn't practice. Uh, but everything else, you got uh, Tariq Carpenter. He's questionable. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, uh, because of that quad, uh, he's listed as questionable. Did not practice the last couple of days, but was limited on Wednesday. But everything else is good. Everything else is good. So uh, that was that was good. And Adrian Amos, like I had mentioned. So if you get your secondary depth back, going back to your injury question, if you can keep everybody together and you don't lose anybody in this contest, man, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Anthony asking a question about uh, Aaron Rodgers, saying, does he have to have a big game in this contest with all the people that are out for the Giants? Turn, turning over the ball is probably going to be epic this week for the defense. You can't get too high on that. You're playing an offense that doesn't have many weapons. Um, no. Uh, I, I. You just got to go play your game. You can't worry about what may or may not happen, happen with somebody else. Um, you just got to go play your game. And hopefully you execute properly. Look, you can play an opponent that's down, and I think fans' expectations go up saying not only should you win, but you should win in dominating fashion. But, no, just go go do your thing. If you don't execute and play the game the way you're supposed to, then regardless of of a beat-up opponent or not, you know, you're not going to look as good, as crisp, as solid. I mean, that's all. I think all we're looking for at this point is advancement from what we've seen so far this season. Complicated fella says adversity talk is a load of crap. Maybe the team should get a uh, petting zoo uh, right off of the weight room to help the players cope. So tired of people not taking personal responsibility and then performance. What? 100% agree. That's what I was saying. It's not about you, you got to deal with it. It's the elephant in the room. But you don't dwell on it. It's about coaching and execution. Period. Period. Uh, Rick says, I'm not sure I'd have uh, 69 Bakhtiari play much if it's on that field turf. Yeah, I don't know uh, what that plan is. He didn't play the full game last week um, against New England. He did come out of a series or two, so he didn't play every snap. 
and they're trying to build him back up to that. But, you know, the, the, don't forget, Rick, they practice on the field turf, on the exact same field turf. That's what they practice on and have full-go practices on. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's – I could see the concern, but they practice on it. Many of the fields that they're going to play on have it. Now, next week they're back at Lambeau, and – they're back on the regular grass. I haven't even looked at that long-term schedule to see because they play on field turf in Buffalo. New York coming here is grass. Um, Chicago is grass. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at the full schedule to see how many times they're going to play. But the bottom line is many of the fields throughout the NFL now are field turf. It's it's not like you can really avoid it. You know what I mean? So I I don't, I don't know if you can necessarily just get away from that. And say, well, he's not going to, he's not going to practice on the or play on those particular days or play nearly as much. You either do or you don't. When you do, you go full speed. But I get the concern. I get the pause for concern. Uh, so anyway, we are broadcasting live. We're at the Norwegian Hollow here in Viroqua. Our final day here. We leave uh, early tomorrow morning, but we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to be heading down to uh, uh, Gasser's after the show today, and then Kickapoo Creekside. We're going to be there tonight, and then after that, I I don't really don't know. <laughs> I really don't know after that. Uh, there's a whole bevy of things for us to do. We were down at the uh, the Nelson Agri Center. Shout out to those folks as uh, they have now uh, become uh, the Nelson Agri Center Ace Hardware. So uh, good for them. They've changed some things. So uh, not a bad way to go. And just uh, have seen a lot of great people here in the town of Viroqua. And uh, one thing happened yesterday. We'll talk about coming up in the uh, the next hour of the program. But uh it was it was really cool. It was very very much an honor. So uh, we had that going on yesterday as well. So uh, anyway, broadcasting live down here at the Norwegian Hollow. Stay tuned. We got more Bill Michael Show after. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. If you haven't seen it already, man. Um, Draymond Green at practice for uh, Golden State. Um, apparently, Jordan Poole called him. Uh, call, I called him something. I don't know what the specific terminology was. Um, he got mad at Jordan Poole in practice because Poole called him the triple single after scoring on him. And uh, Draymond Green took offense to it as he was on the other side of the court, begins to walk onto the court, walk right up chest to chest, got in the face of Jordan Poole. And when Jordan Poole pushed him away, uh, Draymond Green decked him and dropped him. So now you wonder uh, who, uh, well, if there was anybody else in that gym when that happened. But nevertheless, you wonder if Draymond Green, how long he's going to be suspended for. Draymond Green is just, uh, he's a loose cannon, man. You know, he talks about getting picked on and how the league, uh, you know, garners him and covers him too close. And uh, you know, then he does stuff like this. Everything that, that Draymond Green gets is warranted because of his actions. It, you just, it, just another, you know, it, it's not even Draymond being Draymond. It's when, when is Draymond Green going to be slapped so hard that either you stop or you go away? The guy's got incredible talent. But, again, 
you know, because of his talent, he's allowed to do what he wants, and this is the kind of thing that happens. So we'll see what Steve Kerr and the Golden State uh, management and ownership does to Draymond Green. And he's got nobody to blame for my, for himself. Nobody blame. And, um, yeah, you're right, Brett. Uh, don't forget, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face, and Kerr ended up, I don't know, was it a broken nose or broken jaw? I think it was a broken nose. And Kerr is the guy that now coaches Golden State. So you wonder how he's going to handle this. Jordan got away with it because he was Jordan. But also in today's day and age, that's not something you can do anymore. That's kind of like back in the day being in the bottom of a pile in the NFL and you're doing the the nut punch and biting and all that kind of stuff today. That There's no way you can get away with that stuff. No way you can get away with that stuff. So it's uh, it's a whole different uh, it's it's a whole different culture. It's a different um, how do I put it uh, governance, if you will. So uh, Rick says, did you watch any of the last night's game? And how can the Broncos offense be so awful? This keeps Hackett. Uh, if this keeps keeps in Hackett, might be the one and done. If this keeps up, I would assume is what you're saying. I don't think it'll be a one and done, but certainly. Nathaniel Hackett's got his hands full. I agree. Now, I didn't to answer your question, did I watch it? Yes, we were down here at the Norwegian Hollow last night and had a chance to watch the game a little bit. However, I uh, didn't get a chance to watch it closely, watch maybe a quarter. It, it's just, it's bad football. You know, they were up, uh, I think they were up six to nothing after after a couple of field goals. It, what an, uh, first of all, let me say this. What an incredibly boring game, and I'm really kind of glad I didn't watch the whole thing. Ben, did you watch that game last night? It was on when I was out at trivia. I got home and watched it until it went to overtime, and then I realized yeah. sleep is probably better for my body than whatever the hell that was. It was well, I it, think that both teams realized that, too. <laughs> uh, the fans did. They left yeah. as overtime started. It was terrible. Russell Wilson, I don't know what's happened. And there's a big Kyle Brandt rant that came out this morning calling him kind of a phony in terms of, you know, he he talks and walks the walk like he's the most famous and best person ever. Then he gets on the field and kind of a fraud at this point yep i i would 100 percent agree and there was a reason there was a reason that it was pretty easy for seattle to, to tell him goodbye you know what i mean they didn't really fight too hard to keep him in the beginning, you're kind of like, yeah, we need a quarterback. You know, he's good. He's in the system. And the question always was, is it the offensive line or is it Russell Wilson? And Russell Wilson kept complaining about the offensive line and about, you know, how things were and not having time to throw in the downfield game, that he was hanging on to the ball too long. And, you know, you can, you can go through the whole myriad of things that, um, that Russell Wilson complained about with um, their head coach, Pete Carroll. But they didn't fight too hard to keep him. You know, it wasn't like when Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I may not be coming back. The Packers were flying to his house. The president was flying to his house. The general manager was flying to his house. The head coach was flying to his house. They're doing anything. They're changing the culture They're, You know, they knew what they had in Rodgers. Seattle, they're like, you know what? This might be the best thing for everybody. Let's get rid of this guy now while we can get something for him. And they did. Maybe they maybe they saw this the the dropping off of skills. You know, 
you get a couple of picks like that. What they get? Pack fan says uh, it was easy because they moved on uh, a couple of first, two seconds, and like four players in the trade. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they looked at this and went, you know what? We're getting a haul for a guy who's problematic and really we're starting to see it. It's not that good anymore. Now, I'm not saying that's totally the case because it could, it could be Nathaniel Hackett. It could be the play calling. It could be, you know, the personnel they have around them. But they, you know, they have some pretty solid players in Denver. It's not like they don't. Now, I know they've had a couple of injuries. But Denver, I mean, remember when we had um, our, our buddy on um, Eric, uh, God, I can't think of his last name. Goodman. This is Eric Goodman, thank you very much. We had Eric Goodman on from Mile High Sports, and he was saying, look, they got Jerry Judy. They got K.J. Hamler, uh, Cortland Sutton. They're ready to go. All they need is a good quarterback. They believe their run game was going to be solid. Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, they felt like the, they had some good mixes there. Decent tight end, even though uh, the, uh, the Billy Turner's been hurt and uh, Quinn Miner's been hurt as well. Their offensive line's been kind of a, a jumble because Billy Turner at the right tackle's been banged up, and so has Garrett Bowles over at the left tackle. So they've had to go with kind of a patchwork offensive line. But for the most part, their defense they thought was pretty solid. Bradley Chubb they felt was playing pretty good. Patrick Sertain, uh, the second, was playing pretty good. They felt like they had some good guys up front. All they needed was a quarterback, and they're ready to go. And then they pick up Russell Wilson because, remember, Eric Goodman was the guy that said, I'm glad we got Russell Wilson. We didn't get the head case that is Aaron Rodgers. And now, look at what ha- well, look at what's happened. You know, Rodgers is trying to get it done with, with guys that are relatively unfamiliar with NFL play, much less the system. And he's got some guys out there, Russell Wilson does. And I, understandably, the offensive line is banged up, but they, they can't move the football. And Russell Wilson's just running and winging it. And they just can't move the football. There's no rhythm to that. None of it. It's funny because uh, did you see the uh, Deadspin post today that said that uh, the the question was, was this the worst primetime football game ever? That's how bad last night was as a yawner. (laughs) It was bad. I agree. Like I said, I didn't watch the whole game. Um, I, uh, I, I was imbibing last night. Ben, I'm getting too old for this. I really am, just so you know. Oh, you and me so, both. Yeah. yeah. Last night was, um, we did, uh, we started out at the golf course. We went back to the golf course. And then we ended up down here at uh, the Norwegian Hollow last night. And uh, they uh, they had a dollar beer night down here last night. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, I was wet. <laughs> what? I was wet last night. Oh, I, was, I, was drink, I was I was drinking heavily. I didn't wet my pants. I just said I was immersing myself in the beverages. I, uh, Paul, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Paul says even Al Michaels sounded bored last night. I bet. I bet. Most people said they turned it off. Uh, turned it off after the third quarter, much like you. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, this portion of the program being brought to you by our good friends over there. At, oh, by the way, um, not only is uh, Sloppy Joe's and Social House and Boondocks and Stolies, everybody, all Stanny's, all of our big sponsors that uh, are our bars in the uh, Milwaukee area. But uh, just to let the folks know out here, the Norwegian Hall is also going to open up on Sunday morning early serving breakfast before the game. So come on down to the Norwegian Hollow here as well and uh, hang out. So our friends at Boondocks, they're going to open up early. Stoley's Hog Alley, Stoley's Old 109. 
They're going to do it over at Smoke on the Water, um, Social House, like I mentioned, Sloppy Joe's, Stanny's for sure. So a lot of our bars and restaurants that uh, do a good job of sponsoring, even over at the Nice Ash. The Cigar Bar is going to open up in, in Waukesha. That's going to be open early for the Packers game as well. Everybody's opening up early for an all-day fun fest when it comes to football. So you got the early game with the Packers. you got uh, noon kicks off, tick kickoffs, and then you got 3.30 kickoffs. And if, if you're a trooper and you're still standing upright, with all of that, then you still got the Sunday night game in a lot of these places as well. So it's an all-day football affair coming up on Sunday with a lot of our great sponsors, as I had just mentioned. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. This portion of the Bill Michael Show also brought to you by our friends at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. we got more after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Forgotten Fire Winery also want to remind you that uh, they're open anytime. You can pop one open to theirs anytime. Even early on a Sunday morning if you choose to do so. Uh, that's Forgotten Fire Winery. They're in Peshtigo. Uh, they got some stuff going on this weekend, but uh, if you're going to stop into your local wine store, liquor store, uh, grocery store, you can look for it by name. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. They have uh, a lot of different events going on uh, up in their area as well in Peshtigo. And uh, they've got uh, some music coming up on the weekends. They usually have some food flowing up there as well. Uh, but they always have some type uh, of a party. And it's, it's, a, it's a winery. It's, it's not even huge. It's just a small local winery that just enjoys having fun. It's a great place to go. Check out the Falcon. and the colors are starting to change, too. Ben, are you a colors guy? Oh, I like colors. Yeah, there's some colors do you, do I you, like. Do you like, uh, you know, other than the green for the money? Making a rain when you're going to the going to the club. <laughs> no, I mean, do you go out? Uh, do you take you know rides and stuff and uh, do the color thing and the trees and all that kind of stuff? I'm a big fan of fall golf for that reason. Okay, I can't say I go. take many rides. I don't have a motorcycle, and I well, spend no, just a drive in general. Just uh, eh. you know, get outside. You go out, you know, past Middleton or something. I mean, like I that. spend much of my time in this room that I'm sitting in right now, so right, I can't right. say there's much time for that during the day. But I, I play golf. You go out I get now to fix. go collect some of the more colorful leaves that are on the trees out and about in the area out there, uh, just outside, and just having like tape them to the wall. So at least you have something to look at. <laughs> I, I have studio. something to look at. <laughs> okay. I'm watching The Price Is Right, or I'm not watching. But Stop it! Are oh, you yeah. really? Is that now? That, that's that's Drew, Drew Carey is still hosting that, correct? I wish I could tell you. Okay. I would assume so. Yeah, he has morphed himself numerous times into different looking people, so I I don't know <laughs> if that's still him or him or not. Because uh, he used to be kind of the jolly, you know, funny, chunky guy. And then he got skinny, and he was still pretty funny, don't get me wrong, but then he got skinny, and then he morphed, he changed his hair color and and glasses, and it just, it just changed. He just kind of grew into something different. I don't even know who does it now, so. Anyway, they should do the prices right, but for quarterbacks that are paid way too much money to suck. Right. Russell Wilson, right. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Oh, the list goes man. on and on. Derek well, Carr. Kirk Cousins at least gives you the stats. You know, at least Kirk Cousins can can last year he played pretty well through probably two thirds of the season. Um but that the rest of that Matt Ryan, what happened to Matt Ryan? 
He got beat in the Super Bowl, and he just fell off the table. Matt Ryan's not even close to being a good quarterback, and he has a run game. Now, Jonathan Taylor's been banged up, but he's got a run game. He, you know, you figure that whole scenario, especially with Frank Reich, who's such a decent coach, and, and, and Matt Ryan might get him fired because of the expectations. So what do you – I mean, man, Matt Ryan just – he was the favorite son of Atlanta. And, God, now you can't, you can't get an old three-legged dog with one eye in trade for him. Just yeah, nobody do that, you know? Hey, there's a Super Bowl winner right behind him on the roster if they want to win some games. Nick Foles all day, man. Yes, indeed. Ben Kenny's God. <laughs> and listen, they had Jack Who Cone. else did you go? They Who had Jack Cone during the preseason, and oh, they I decided know. to cut him. He could probably start for their team. Yeah, wasn't Jack Cone going to be the savior for all when he ended up getting developed so incredibly well down there at uh, Notre Dame? Oh, that's unnecessary. I'd say Paul Chris developed him if you want to go there. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to go down that path. Who else did you say? What other quarterbacks that are way overpaid? Matt Stafford at this Matthew, point. He's kind of hurt. Well, yeah, but Matthew Stafford, they went all in and won a Super Bowl. Derek Carr. They can live on now for the next couple of years. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I, I've always thought now, and now I'm, I've always thought Derek Carr was decent. I never thought he was going to ascend to greatness. Um, Kyler Mike Murray. Clements, I'm, I remember years ago had said, you know, hey, pay attention to this Derek Carr guy. He's he's pretty good. And he's been pretty good. He's just always been. He's like, um, he's a rich man's Andy Dalton. You know, he's better than Dalton, but he's he's not on the same level as a lot of other quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, you, you, uh, yet another guy. He's only a couple of years into the league, but another guy that plays half to three quarters of a season and all of a sudden just disappears. So he has yet to put it all together, but he whined and bitched and moaned enough to get all the money and a great big deal. Now we'll see if he's actually got the stones to back it up. That's another one that I would say is overpaid. I'd agree with you there. Um, I mean, there's a certain sexual predator in Cleveland that shouldn't be getting well, paid. That is. Yeah, kind of goes without other, saying. That's a whole other category of loser, so to speak. But I, that I agree with. Yeah, it's, you know, you start to think about some of the quarterbacks in this league that are being paid astronomical amounts of money and haven't, you know, Kirk Cousins has, what, one win in the postseason, right? They beat New Orleans a couple yes. years ago. He's got one win in the postseason. That's it. And he gets guaranteed money. He's bet on himself. Hey, if you can do it, you can get it. Get it. I do it. I've never won in the postseason. He's got one more win in the postseason than I do. I think I should get at least a couple of million bucks for standing on the sidelines and holding a clipboard. Um, but, yeah, you, you look at some of these guys that are being paid an astronomical amount of money. I think Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. I just think he's still ailing. I, that Whatever they could not find, whatever the problem was in that elbow, they say it's fine. But if you watched him throw, he's not fine. You know, it's kind of like watching Christian Yelich say, I'm fine, no big deal, and watching him try to throw a baseball from left field to a, to a third base, you know, to the third baseman to make a play. <laughs> You know, I've seen kids coming out of kindergarten that throw better. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of lot of those overpaid. And Russell Wilson, you know, unless something happens or he comes up ailing or something, Russell Wilson just looks bad. It's like, how, how far and fast off the table did you fall, Cat? Just looks bad. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Feel free to go ahead and do so. 
minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk with Matt Mitchell of the Action Network about uh, the spreads coming up this weekend. We have made our picks, Ben and I. We made our picks yesterday. But we're going to talk about some of the betting aspects and some of the things. If you're if you're one of these guys, man, you want to throw some ducats down on it, uh, we'll give you some information when we come back. So stay tuned for that, and uh, and we'll, we'll chat about that. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show broadcasting live down here at the Norwegian Hollow. We are in uh, Viroqua here again today. Going to be here today uh, during the show and then uh, heading over to Gasser's later on this afternoon, Kickapoo Creekside after the fact then. And then at some point tonight, we're going to make our way back to the hotel and then make our way back home tomorrow. But tonight, we have fun. Tonight, we party. Tonight, we drink. We have a good time. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got more after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the New York Giants. Sunday morning at 8.30 Wisconsin time from Tottenham Stadium in London. Matt LaFleur asked if anyone on the Packers staff has had time to inspect the field there. No, and this is the first time going over there that that will be on field turf. Is that with grass? With grass, yes. Is it, I mean, is the surface field turf? Tottenham plays on grass, don't they? Did they replace it for this game? Did you watch the game last week? Obviously not. Yes, it's field turf. LaFleur has been kind of testy all week. The Packers will face perhaps the best running back in the NFL, Saquon Barkley. Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry on what he told his players about Barkley. He's like 5.5, I think, per carry right now. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal talent. He's got all the two. He's explosive. He's big. They do a great job with him throwing the ball as well. You know, they find ways to get him the ball, not just turn around and handing him. He's the best in our business right now, um, statistically. So... He's just an all-round complete back. We gotta, it's got to be a collective group effort this week because you can't, you can't tackle that guy with one person. It's got to be you know, population to the ball. Unbelievable player, unbelievable talent. Saquon says he wants to be the best in the NFL. I mean, as a competitor, I don't just got to be a guy like Jonathan Taylor when we play Christian McCaffrey, um, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Like, those are two extremely talented backs. Every week for me, really competing against yourself, to be completely honest. At the end of the day, for me, I'm just trying to go out there and just perform at a high level. That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Than our friends at JL Tire Service right on 94 north of 94 at the Johnson Creek exit. Always there for your needs, whether it's the uh, the minivan or if you're driving an over-the-road rig, they can help you out there as well. So uh, that's our friends from JNL Tire. Tire service, brake service, uh, full automotive service, whatever it is you need. Check out Lyle and the gang. And don't forget, they are very philanthropic when it comes to the community as well so uh, there you have it let's do this let's uh, bring in now our guy matt mitchell from the action network you can find him over on twitter as well matt how you doing today buddy it is a friday in october bill we're in the rich nougaty center of the sports betting calendar <laughs> okay let's let before we get into the nfl give me your thoughts on baseball and the series upcoming because we've got uh, obviously more than a few games. You got the Rays and the Guardians, Phillies and Cardinals, Mariners, Blue Jays, San Diego, the Padres and the Mets. Let's let's talk about them real quick. So give me your thoughts on who's coming out of those four series. Uh, Bill, I'm ecstatic as a Mariners fan. I haven't watched a playoff baseball game since I was 16. I had to watch it in the back seat of a 
99 Plymouth Breeze in my parents' uh, driveway because the car had the only digital tuner and we didn't have cable. But I digress. Uh, our team at Action Network likes the Phillies a great deal over St. Louis in this series. Big bullpen disadvantage for Philadelphia, negated by the fact that it's only a three-game series. Phillies, huge advantage over left-handed pitchers. Zach Wheeler, by far the best starter in game one. So a lot of excitement about the Philadelphia Phillies. The Mets getting a lot of excitement, kind of a, an opportunity to buy low on them after the horrendous way they finished the season. But that is, uh, that is kind of where the Action Network is looking right now. A lot of excitement about the Rays, the Phillies, and the Mets. So, the first of all, the Phillies, I'm sure at this point in time, Ben Kenny is dancing in his underwear in the studio yeah. knowing that you're picking the Phillies. So he's, he's giddy about that. Uh, and then once we get down to the Yankees and the Dodgers jumping into play, give me your some thoughts there as well. Those two teams are going to be mispriced in the market because they're so popular. They're perceived as so dominant. They're, of course, the World Series favorites. So I think if you are interested in betting those games, Betting against them is the better financial play, even if the watching experience might be a miserable one against those offenses. There you go. Then also you have the Astros and the Braves, which I digress because I do have to mention both. The Astros, obviously, the win total in the American League, even though the Yankees get so much of the press. But don't uh, don't sleep on the Astros. They've been there, done that before, with or without uh, the cheating devices, so to speak. That's right. They're a dangerous team, and they are currently the AL favorite, the plus one seventy-five to win the pennant, a slight favorite over the Yankees. And if I was, if it was up to me, I would bet uh, with my money on the the team that's been there before. Like you said, I'd take Houston. All right, let's get into the NFL. Some of the games. So, give me some of the games that you like that uh, may be a little odds different this week. If I'm looking for a bet where I'm going, eh, I don't know if I trust that point spread. Give me a few. There are, there are two that jump out in that regard. One is we are seeing a tremendous amount of uh, well-respected professional betting money coming in on the New York Jets at home against the Miami Dolphins. Nobody gets excited about betting this Jets team, but they're, they're catching a field goal, three and a half. It's bouncing back and forth, uh, which is surprising. Uh, but, yeah, not a lot of respect for Teddy Bridgewater as a favorite in this one. A lot of murkiness around the, the, around the Dolphins as a franchise at the moment. So the New York Jets are one. And uh, another that jumps out to me is San Francisco against the Panthers. There's tons of trends that point to Carolina here. San Francisco off a, a great primetime win. They're on short rest. They're flying coast to coast. I don't care about any of that. Coach Matt Rule's Carolina team is completely inept. He's unlikely to make it through the whole season. His team appears to be quitting on him, and his offense couldn't score 21 points if this game had eight quarters. So betting against a team that can't score is very fun. And most importantly, since his debut in 2018, Baker Mayfield is the least profitable quarterback against the spread. Out of 103 quarterbacks, he's performed terribly, but people still love betting on him, which is why you'll see games like this still under a touchdown. So I think San Francisco and the Jets are two that jump out in addition to the Ravens, who I feel like everyone is on this week. Yeah, let me ask you this regarding the Jaguars and the Texans. Jacksonville given seven, but the Texans, short of the last week's uh, 10-point win or 10-point loss, the Texans have kept every game relatively close. They fight, but they just don't have enough in them to get there. Is seven too big for Jacksonville? 
I think it is. And and I think that's a game, too, where you could buy the hook. You know, you could get seven and a half for minus 125, minus 130. But even even game last week, they were in it right to the very end. The the Chargers mm-hmm. had to score at the end to make it to make it look like it was a, a bigger win than it was. Uh, a, a Lovey Smith team, you know, they love to keep it respectable. They're not going to win, but they can they can cover a, a larger number like this. And I don't think Jacksonville's the kind of team that should be in a comp, in a division game like this be laying a full touchdown. Uh, and then obviously we're looking at the game across the pond. The early one, Packers have an eight point favorite. Daniel Jones is going to play, but apparently nobody else is. His wide receiving core is decimated with injuries. I don't know how they score points to begin with. I got the Packers winning twenty seven thirteen, so a fourteen point spread. Packers given eight. Sound reasonable? Yeah, it sounds very reasonable. Everyone on this Giants team is hurt. Daniel Jones' ankles not working. They got no one to catch the ball. They're a total disaster for all the problems the Packers have. Favorites across the pond have been a very profitable proposition since we started doing these games, and I couldn't blame anybody for laying it with the Packers this week. I I want to go back to something you said. You talked about the Bengals and the Ravens, and the Ravens' secondary sucks. We know that. Uh, Lamar Jackson's obviously an an incredible talent, uh, but the over and under on this is more intriguing to me. Sitting at 48, God, I got to think this game more more like 27 24, 30, 25, something like that. I think I bet the over on this, wouldn't you? Well, that's an interesting angle. I haven't, I hadn't considered that. But the big thing here is it's a, it's a huge get-up spot for the Ravens. They have a tremendous amount of revenge after the Bengals beat up on a totally decimated Baltimore team last year. They're at home, off a loss in prime time. Lamar Jackson has never lost a game off a home loss. He's six and zero in that spot. Nine. Straight Bengals games have gone under, and some of that high-flying offense we saw last year appears to maybe have dissipated. And you know we've got a huge coaching mismatch here between John Harbaugh and Zach Taylor. So I think this points the Ravens every which way, and they might be able to to you know put up a big number against Cincinnati. They certainly are capable of that. I think it's more a matter of will the Bengals hold up their end of the bargain with a total that high. Matt, is there a lock, something that you're looking at going, oh, yeah, this is this is a done deal? Is it the Pittsburgh Steelers being completely inept right now and Buffalo beating the hell out of them up there, given 14? Go Bills, but I will say it's, it's New England, Detroit under. Detroit has the highest-scoring offense in the NFL right now. They're perceived as a team that can put up a huge number. Bill Belichick owns Jared Goff. He, he beat him so bad in the Super Bowl – Jared Goff had to change teams, leave town, and he'll never recover. Belichick, <laughs> if they're going to grind this game to a fine powder, it's going to be a terrible game to watch. Doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for New England. I think this game is going to be a snoozer. Take the under 46. Matt, great stuff, man. Appreciate it as always, pal. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. There you go. Talk to you soon. Matt Mitchell uh, over the Action Network. You can read his stuff there. Really, really good betting stuff. Got one hour down. Got a lot more to go this portion of the program. And the betting portion brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com for all that they have to offer to October best. October best. Go to the website for all the details. More to come next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.